Welcome to the Christmas Eve podcast from St. Mary Anglican Church in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day a Savior, Christ the Lord. grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you, and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, this holy night is radiant with the brilliance of your one true light. As we have known the revelation of that light on earth, bring us to see the splendor of your heavenly glory through Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is Isaiah 9, verses 2 to 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, those who lived in a land of deep darkness. On them light was shi has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as the joy of the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian, for all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onwards and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Psalm 96 The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad. Clouds and darkness are round about you, O Lord. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. A fire goes before you and burns up your enemies on every side. Your lightnings light up the world. The earth sees it and is afraid. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare your righteousness and all the peoples see your glory. Confounded be all who worship carved images and delight in false gods. Bow down before the Lord, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the cities of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you are the Lord, most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. The Lord loves those who hate evil preserving the lives of the saints and delivering them from the hand of the wicked. Light has sprung up for the righteous and joyful gladness for those who are true-hearted. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks to the holy name of the Lord. Almighty God, your whole creation declares your glory. May we perceive you in all your works and live in the light of your righteousness. 
Through him who is the light of the world, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The second reading from Titus 2, verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all inequity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. This is the word of the Lord. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. 
In those days a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, watching over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On this night, Christians around the world remember the birth of Jesus. Some can gather in person to celebrate, but others, like us here in Manitoba, well, we are compelled to remain in our homes, separated from one another, from our extended families, This Christmas feels vastly different from the other times in the past when we've celebrated it. One of the things that I've become more and more aware of is that Christmas happens anyway. It happens in in the midst of the ordinary circumstances of of our lives. Think about that first Christmas. Emperor Augustus issues a decree so that he can tax people. Luke doesn't go into great detail, maybe because he didn't experience it firsthand, but a Roman historian in the court of Constantine the Great named Lucius Caecilius Lactantius, there's a mouthful for you, he used firsthand historical documents to record the brutality that took place during this census. The tax officials would show up everywhere, And the tax officials were not employees of Rome. Rome didn't like bureaucrats. So Rome farmed out the taxes to uh, people called the publicani. They were tax farming companies. 
it was the governor's responsibility to make sure the taxes were collected, so he would or issue orders to his soldiers to make sure that the taxes were collected. So these guys would go around with the publicani and collect the taxes. And they counted everything. They counted every furrow in every field. They counted every grapevine, every fruit tree. They counted every single farm animal. Some people were actually tortured and, and beaten because they were assumed that they weren't claiming everything that they were supposed to. Sometimes children were forced to make statements against their fathers and wives were forced to make statements against their, their husbands. Pretty brutal time. If you look at the story of Mary and Joseph, here's a, a couple, unmarried, pregnant, who has to make a long and dangerous journey to Bethlehem so that they can be registered. And when they get there, there's a no vacancy sign. Other things that happen on that first Christmas include shepherds working the night shift. Those are real-life circumstances, and real life is always the world of Christmas. It was like that then, and it's certainly like that today. For some people, Christmas is a, a hard time of year. It's difficult, it's painful. For other people, it's the best time of the year. It's joyful, it's exciting. But the thing is, it, it varies for each of us from year to year. Take a moment and think back over the past year. How has your life changed since last Christmas? Kind of a kind of a silly question to ask, isn't it? But ponder it for a minute. In what ways is your world different today than it was last year? Has this been a difficult or a painful year? Or has it been a year of joy and a time of thanksgiving, even if it's just in small ways? Was this a memorable year, or would you really just like to forget it? Or was it a, a mix of everything? Well, regardless of what last year has been for us, and whether we consider the changes it brought to be better or worse, it's still deeply rooted in the Christmas story. I'm not talking about the then and their Christmas story, the one that starts out, as Luke says, in those days and takes place in that region. I'm talking the here and now Christmas story. The one that's taking place in these days and is taking place right here. Because at the end of it all, that's really the only Christmas story that matters to us. Because what good is it? What good is it to us if Jesus is laid in a manger of Bethlehem, but he's also not cradled in the manger of our heart? And what good is it if Mary ponders and treasures how these things can be if we don't also wonder at the mystery of God with us in this time and this place? Every year, we tell the Christmas story. We hear the Christmas story. And it never changes. And we 
we kind of count on that, don't we? Every year it's the same story, the same characters. It happens in the same place. The plot doesn't change. It has the same ending. Mary and Joseph are pregnant and unmarried. Caesar Augustus issues a decree of taxation. Mary and Joseph go to Bethlehem. There's no room at the inn. Mary gives birth to Jesus and puts him in a feeding trough. And then the angel announces this good news to the shepherds. They come and see this thing that has happened. Mary treasures and ponders the words of the shepherds and they return to the field. You know that story as well as I do. You've probably heard it and told it multiple times. There's some poetry here because there are images and metaphors that tell the story behind the story. Yeah, the Christmas story remains the same every year, but the poetry that's in it is what keeps that story alive. It's what's preserved it through the ages. And it allows us to relive it again every year for the first time. And I think that's the real reason that we come to this night every year. We come for that, that poetry, for those metaphors. We want to know that despite our changing story, and despite what has happened over the past year, we want to know that Christmas is still true, and it's still happening. We want to be reminded that light is still shining in the darkness. We want to know that good news is still being announced. We want to know that the child is still being born anew. And we really want to know that God is still with us. And you know what? It's true. It's still true. All of it. Every bit of it. Christmas is happening in whatever circumstances you might find yourself. Christmas is happening in whatever changes you've experienced over the past year. Christmas is as real and as present in the difficult and painful times of life, in the same way that it is still real and present in the joyful and exciting times. Now look, I, I don't know how that happens. I only know that it does. I've experienced it. I've seen it happen in the lives of others. I don't know how it happens, but I can tell you this. It's about the metaphors. It's about that poetry. Let me give you some examples of that. If you ever loved someone so deeply that your heart ached? Think about that. Some of us have been separated from our, our children and our grandchildren. And we ache for that, that contact, that, that touch. And all we want to do is pour ourselves into, into their lives. And who are the people, the, 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 the Josephs, that have 
gone along with you, that have, have protected you and, and cared for you over the past year. Think about the miracle of life because that's still been taking place. A newborn child, they're still being born, you know. You ever been inspired to be a better person? Have you, have you wished for that kind of gentleness and innocence in your life and especially in the world? Have you ever had someone show up and say or do exactly what you needed? They came and announced good news to you when you needed it the most. Think of a time that was so perfect, so beautiful, so profound that you were left speechless and all you could do was ponder that moment. Recall a time when hope, strength, and courage were born anew within you. Have you ever done what seemed to to be impossible or gotten through a hard time and not know how you did it? In fact, you didn't think that you could or that you would. What are you cradling and cherishing in your heart? That thing that you know beyond a doubt is a gift from God. Those are all metaphors. It's all poetry. That's the poetry of Christmas. And it's much more than the, the facts of Christmas. That's just the starting point. Every year, Christmas poetry is written anew using the circumstances of our lives. Because the reality, the reality of Christmas is that God is with us. Emmanuel, God with us. That's always happening. That's never in question. Take a minute. And tell yourself the story of Christmas. But this time, look for the metaphor. Listen to the poetry. What is it for you this Christmas? Amen. Let us confess our faith as we say, We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead.
and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In joy and humility, let us pray to the Creator of the universe, saying, Lord, grant us peace. By the good news of our salvation, brought to Mary by the angel, hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. By the mystery of the Word made flesh, hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. By the birth in time of the timeless Son of God, hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. By the manifestation of the King of glory to the shepherds and magi, hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. By the submission of the Maker of the world to Mary and Joseph of Nazareth, hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. 
by the baptism of the Son of God in the river Jordan, hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. Grant that the kingdoms of this world may become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hear us, O Lord. Lord, grant us peace. Dear friends in Christ, God is steadfast in love and infinite in mercy. Let us confess our sins confident in God's forgiveness. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. 
For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.
Let us be the gift that another needs, sharing God's blessings of love and grace, running to tell the story we heard from the shepherds. Let us be the comfort which can swaddle others, sharing Jesus' compassion with the poor and needy, welcoming the holiness offered by the most vulnerable we meet. Let us enkindle the lives around us, sharing the Spirit's peace with all the broken, learning the language of hope from the children in our midst. And may the God of infinite goodness scatter the darkness of sin and brighten your hearts with holiness. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. is love and is God.